0: Is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran
1: and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan. I despise Hallmark movies.
2: I'm Wes. I'm in all of them.
0: (laughs) And And this is the Deck the the Hallmark 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 podcast. Oh, boy. Very excited for the day.
1: I didn't know this. Wes is in every single hallmark. He's in all of them. It's you like gotta, a where's Waldo. Catch him. It's in like the a background. where's Waldo. The- he gets. That's a contract he has with Crown Media, where he's yeah, in all ones of them.
2: I, once I'm not in, they just CGI me. That's right. In. Yeah. 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 I join them, yeah.
0: Of course. That's great. It is great. I'd love for that to be the case. Uh, yeah, that would be
1: fantastic. Um, you know, I, we've had some good guests lately on, on the show, but I was like, could we have a guest that, I don't know, maybe plays guitar, but also stays fit? Like, yeah. Maybe, like, maybe rides a bike or
0: something. Um, yeah, but, like, but doesn't go anywhere. It's like, uh, like a stationary type thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: and sometimes I do both at the same time. It gets a little weird, but that's okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. No,
1: wow, really you play good. guitar and ride the Peloton. Man, that's impressive, yeah. Wes.
2: I I am gonna be an instructor there soon.
0: That's do my you, goal. Do you have a go to Peloton instructor?
2: I do. I uh, I like Alex Tucson, Cody Rigsby, Allie Love. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, Those good. three. Wow. Passed. Passed. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, a, I've I've done I've I've done an Alex one before. Yeah. yeah. I, I
1: can't imagine getting on a Peloton bike. It sounds miserable. What? No,
0: <laughs> it's not miserable. It's not That's miserable. Right.
1: It's great. Who's your go-to? Uh, um, so this is true, actually. I'm I mean, not, you know a bunch of them. You don't get this Peloton body without doing this every night. Are you right? kidding me? Look yes. at this.
0: <laughs> Look at this, just kind of <laughs> person. Um, yeah. I uh, I don't have a go-to person, but I do have a go-to uh, class or a couple of classes, and they are um, they are Christmas classes. <laughs> so they are from like December. And it's Christmas music. And I'm the kind of guy who listens to Christmas music all year. And so uh, I, that's that's kind of my jam. So if it's like, you know, if you've ever wanted a Peloton to wham or something like that, you can. <laughs> I found a way to make it worse. Uh, there it, it is. <laughs> 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 uh, Wes, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Yep. And uh, we're very excited to dive in. Uh, but let's start um, before Hallmark, before the Peloton, before the guitars, you were a child. <laughs> Um, and uh, I want to know what it was like. What was little West like? Um, and when did you first start getting interested in acting as a kiddo? You no,
2: know, I, I really didn't get interested in it until around my uh, junior year at LSU. I'm from Baton Rouge. I went to LSU. Um, and I was majoring in, you know, general studies, a little bit of everything, and I started taking theater classes. And I just really started to, uh, to enjoy it, enjoy the process. I was playing in a band that we started and we, we kind of accidentally became, uh, I don't want to say successful. That's, that's too much. But we were doing well. And we did well for, uh, for several years. What was the and name I, of the band? Uh, I played in a couple of them, but the band that lasted the longest was called Anomaly. Anomaly. And we played all over the South. And I just really knew at that moment I didn't want a regular job. So um, I wanted to, I moved the band to LA. I started, uh, I I ended up making theater a part of my major. Um, I booked my first role uh, in Glory Road out of New Orleans. And then uh, we moved the band to LA. Band kind of fell apart. And then um, I moved to Nova Scotia to do my first uh, gig. And that's kind of where it all started.
1: So you didn't really do any acting like in high school, grade school, elementary school, middle school, none of that?
2: I did not. I was, uh, I was into sports a lot, but no, like no one in my family was an actor or, wow. or say, so yeah.
1: Before we, we, we have obviously all acting questions yeah. here, but, um, the number of times from Baton Rouge you've heard, uh, like, let's just say like, how many times a week is it played? Uh, Garth Brooks calling Baton Rouge on the radio. I'm just curious. It's my favorite Garth Brooks song.
2: A, a lot. It's really, it, it's the best at uh, LSU football games on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. They'll blare that all the time.
1: Well, I'm a big Clemson fan, so we have to argue about Death Valleys. I mean, we can do it later, but we have to argue about Death Valleys at some point along the way. And there is that recent game where LSU took us to the woodshed, and we, we don't have to talk about it, but congrats on the national championship.
2: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Go ahead. That was the last one until college football no longer existed.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and I could have a full breakdown for you about why we were playing press man coverage against Joe Burrow, but I don't think our listeners want to hear it. Um, so we can we can do we can do acting stuff instead, I guess.
0: Go acting.
1: <laughs> um, so you just you fall into this a little bit. Um, you, you booked glory road before you moved to LA. Like that's a, that's a feature film. Josh Lucas is the lead basketball movie, famous story, a movie that that did well at the box office. How'd you get that role? Like, like at what point were you, were were you auditioning in Louisiana before you moved out to, to California?
2: Yeah. So this summer between my junior and senior year, I actually moved to Los Angeles for two months, but I was on, um, I actually had a scholarship to LSU, and so the base of my scholarship was I couldn't miss a semester. So I took that summer, moved to L.A. just to even make sure I would like it. Uh, And during that summer, I got a manager and an agent who told them I wanted to go back and finish my senior year and get my degree. They agreed, and uh, I came back, and uh, about a semester later, um, that's when Louisiana had kind of redone its tax credits and a lot of movies were starting to film in new Orleans and Baton Rouge. And she sent me a, an audition for glory road. And I, I went to new Orleans, did it and luckily got it,
1: man. Was it, was that like your first audition? It was, it was the first
2: real audition for something that I, I did a couple, like I did a Leanne Rimes rhymes music video. Yeah. So that, so that that's
0: the, where I know you from. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a first real audition in the sense it was a it was a major motion picture.
1: Yeah um so you so then which is i'm still trying to wrap my brain around this is early 2000s and you go to la you get an agent you get a manager and you're like i'm going back to baton rouge because i got to get my degree which is such a like that's a hallmark movie right there in and of itself and then it still works out for you you still end up getting to la and booking the gigs and being a successful actor i mean that's living the dream right there sir like you're, you're really doing it man
2: it, it really was. That was uh, my 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 parents were uh, extremely supportive of, of, of the bands and the acting. The only thing he asked me, uh, he didn't ask me much, but he asked me to, to finish school and get my degree. I wouldn't regret it, and he was correct on that. So that's the only thing he asked me. So uh, I I went ahead and tried to do that. But yeah, no, I was uh,
0: I lucked out on that
2: one.
1: <laughs>
0: So you, you switched uh, majors, I think you said, to become a, a theater. Added, Added he was theater general
1: studies. He knows about everything.
0: Yeah. General uh, ge- studies. It's general, That's right. Yeah.
1: General stuff. General
2: yeah. studies. It's, it's what you don't know what you want to do with your life degree. Oh, it what was called that?
1: humanities when I was in school. I, I majored in the humanities briefly, Wes. I get it. Uh,
0: what, uh So when you started kind of taking more of these theater classes, what was something uh, like – what did you like learn so much like you're like oh wow there's actually things that i can do to be a better actor like what were some of the things that you learned doing theater classes that have kind of stuck with you or helped you kind of figure out how to do this thing called acting
2: uh you know what the theater classes it, i would say this is going to sound kind of kind of kind of weird but there there's there's no better class and actually getting on set and learning from mm. the real professionals like when i when i booked glory road to watch josh lucas and Derek luke and john Voight and see how they work i mean i don't think there's any class that can teach you how uh how a film set works how the actors conduct themselves how they prepare for roles so um there, there's no there's there's nothing like experience you know and when i went to when i moved to la almost as soon as I moved there, I got um, uh, uh, Beach Girls, which was a Lifetime uh, series uh, with Rob Lowe. And getting to – that was the first time I actually ever got on a plane to go to, you know, be on a job for – I think we were there for probably six months. So uh, the experience in the class is just I – and mean, they aren't hand in hand, you know. And theater's a lot different than uh, than t- television and, uh, and, and TV acting. So
1: Oh, yeah. Now in Glory Road, and I, we can't do this with every every one of your credits, unfortunately, because I would love to. But you had to play Pat Riley in Glory Road. Uh, that's not a nobody, Wes. Um, Pat Riley is a is a just a world famous basketball coach. Um, there's a lot there. Was was I mean? You've not acted really. Is is how intimidating is that to know? I mean, and in the movie, he's not portrayed super great. So what what like what all went through your head as a brand new actor going, I got to play a legend.
2: Uh, Well, he, and he showed up too. really, Yeah, he showed up to a couple of days on set and I had never seen anything like it. I I always described it when he came on the set. It was like the old Westerns where they, the guy walked in bars and those doors started swinging. Everything just, wow. Um, He was a very intimidating man. I didn't realize how big he was. To be honest with you, I'm I'm six three and he had a good couple inches on me. I'm not sure how tall. This, but oh no, he was completely intimidating. But uh, a really cool guy. Um, but you know, there was a lot of first-time guys on there. Um, so the team we played on Texas Western, and then when we played Kentucky, those guys on the Kentucky team—they were all like semi-professional basketball players. They weren't actors. Wow. So uh, and it was kind of ironic that the team that won was probably the team that was the least talented in basketball. Um, we had a lot of first-time guy. I know the guy who directed it was James Gartner, who was a uh, uh, a big commercial director, but this was his first feature. So there was a lot of first times on that whole set. So um, it, was, it was a big production. So
1: in the same year that Glory Road is released, you also oh. are in... The other probably biggest sports movie of that year, for sure, We Are Marshall, directed by McGee, starring Matthew McConaughey, Ian McShane. I mean, these are some serious – I mean, these are this is the big time here. Like, what are you – I mean, out of the gate. This is not normally – when we do interviews like this, it normally is like, you know, three – CSI. CS- and- Yo, well, what's next is great. Is he oh, C- there's CSI. CSI Miami right uh, after it is It next. had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but like – What's it like to just book these two right out of the gate? I mean, these are two feature films. You're watching yourself on the big screen, like right away.
2: Uh, it's it's really a pinch yourself moment. I was I just felt really lucky and blessed to be there. Um, to yeah, to play Ian McShane's uh, son to be directed by again, just sitting there soaking it all in. Watch these guys work and just. Uh, try to make sure that, uh, casting is happy they hired you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't, I, I never, we try not to ask actors about working with other actors cause it's just not, it's just kind of offensive. But Ian McShane, I think is the exception to that rule. Like what's this guy like in real life? Like I just, he is the voice of God. Like he is like, I loved Deadwood. He used to do the narrate over narration for the masters, everything he he's in, everything he says has the <laughs> utmost gravitas about it. Like what's he like offset?
2: He was a really sweet guy. Um, he was uh, a little quiet. Um, I didn't realize how how thick his uh, his accent is. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of blew my mind um, because I, I you know, obviously being from the south, so that I wasn't around uh, actors like that. So um, it was just another one of those moments where I was like, oh, "My gosh, it's Ian McShane right here?" And McShane directing, and uh, it was just uh, soak it up, see what these guys do, and just. Do your best, <laughs> man. That's why they're, 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 they're really sweet. I feel like, um, cause I've had some experiences on, on much smaller, uh, independent films that, that didn't go as smoothly. I think that these guys, they, it's all about the work. They don't have anything else to prove. They're at the top of their game. So, you know, it was, it was one of those moments where you're watching the best, the best work and you're, you're really, really lucky to be there.
0: Yeah. So, how, like, did you, when you moved out to California, did you have to get uh, a job like so many other actors do to kind of uh, have some sort of income coming in while they're auditioning? And how long did that last? Because you do get these, these two pretty big breaks, uh, you know, pretty quickly early on in your career. So, was that the case for you, or did you move out there and things kind of got moving?
2: No, I, I didn't. I did not have to get a job. How? Ah. Uh, Man. I worked. I worked for a really long time in high school and throughout college, and I didn't save a lot of money, but I saved some. Um, the only thing my parents gave me was a, uh, I had an Exxon gas card. <laughs> That's uh, great. Which You can buy groceries at the Exxon too. But no, uh, I, I was out there for a few months, and uh, we booked the show with uh, um, with Rob Lowe at shot in Nova Scotia, and that was kind of it. I think, man. I guess ignorance is bliss, but I think I had like eight hundred bucks or something like that left. I'm not really sure how I was going to pay the rent the next month, but
0: it happens. So it's um, amazing, man. You
1: you That's are. We do a lot of these. We've done over a hundred of these interviews, and and I think this is the first time we've heard that that story. Like I'm 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 dead serious. That's fantastic. Is, is uh, like story. The the not having a job in LA like bartending or waiting tables or doing something while they were trying to like audition. Like almost well, everybody tells that version of it. where it's, I was doing this and I'd I'd ride this train to get here and then audition and and that's kind of everybody's everyone seems to have a very similar story, but you I mean, but most of their stories also include I did theater in high school and in middle school and I was the you know, the lead in the play as a ten year old and you didn't have any of that either.
2: No. No, but I did have enough jobs in high school and college to make up for the lack of bartending in, in L.A. Yeah, I, did, I was a I was a, a, the cook at Applebee's when I was a junior in high school. So. Oh yeah,
0: that checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That explains so they much don't about give Applebee's. that job to just anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a junior. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no exactly. sophomores here. Your,
1: your scholarship to LSU was that uh, academic, a- athletic? What was it?
2: It was. Uh, academics believe it or not
1: man he just he's just the best guy and doesn't want to say it like he this is what wes is just mr (laughs) all america and he's just trying to be humble over there with his guitar and peloton bike yeah
0: that's all
2: the subtlety behind me
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right i got it this is an important question you did uh you did true blood which hallmark fans would love very similar content wise uh to, to hallmark movies um you did seven episodes of that. I'm just looking here. Uh, Glory Road, Texas. We Are Marshall, West Virginia. CSI Miami. I assume someone in Miami or, or Florida area. True Blood, they're down in the bayou somewhere, right? They're down. down. CSI
2: sp- Miami shoots in LA, actually.
1: Well, well, I was talking about your character. I'm talking about you played a lot of Southerners early on. And yeah. So, what was the first leap to where you had to put away all of the southern drawl and play something that was a little bit more not southern?
2: This comes to mind first, but I go back to that that show Beach Girls. Oh, yeah. And the reason being is because these guys are uh, the show is set in a, a fictional town in the Northeast, um, but me being straight out the Bayou, I had uh, I didn't I never had a thick accent, but I definitely there were words there. If I, if I was speaking too fast or anything. So I, I got just the, all the directors on that series. I had, they had to say, Hey, you know, you're, you said y'all and it's, no, there's no y'all in the script. <laughs> so that was one of the, that was one of the first ones, but I, I just kind of got, you got tired of people telling you, Hey, you know, you know, lose it um, or whatever. So I, I learned pretty quickly too. Um, Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you're you're incredibly well-spoken, and you've played roles. We've watched you on Hallmark. Not all of your roles are Southern roles. You have that ability for sure. It just looked early on like, hey, we've got a 6'3 guy from Louisiana. We're going to use that as kind of a typecast. You know what I mean? Like this this guy can speak yeah. in the Southern drawl, and that works well. And so that you got to lean a little bit on your strengths there early on. Um, yeah,
2: in true blood, they, want, they wanted me to amp it up. Oh, you know, everybody
1: on that show was amping <laughs> it up. Yeah, to yeah. the nth degree. Like Anna, Anna Paquin, and the Stephen Moyer, all of them are just full, full, full bore on that. There's no yeah. doubt about it.
2: Um, I was the only Americans on that show when I was on it.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. They got they had a lot of people from all all, all, all over the place. All over the yeah. yeah, Stephen Moyer's like British, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. from England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. And they're all. Isn't that in Louisiana? Isn't the show in Louisiana?
2: It's set in Louisiana.
1: Yeah. yeah. So w- was that weird? Like seeing all these people from all over the world trying to kind of do your, your thing, like do, do, do the place that you lived in a vampire scene.
2: And the irony is that my character was the only one from Texas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course not. Of course not.
2: But, you know, um, that, was, that was another show that, you know, um, we had a table read every Monday and for whatever reason they set me um, my little name and play star was next to Alan balls. Oh, wow. I, I would show up early on purpose just to have a you know few minutes conversation with him just to, you know, kind of pick his brain about certain stuff because not, not every day you get to go to work on Mondays and sit next to a, uh, Academy award winning screenwriter, you know, so
1: he's a legend. He's an absolute so, legend. Yeah. I mean, I bet you gleam so much for him. That's fantastic. Is there it seems like it just comes up roses for you, at least as an actor. Is there a memorably bad audition? An audition where you left and you went, Oh boy, I tank that. That is not I'm not getting that job.
2: Hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds. Um, I remember one in particular, it was for a it was for a pilot that it, it didn't get picked up, but that wasn't the point. I, I went in thinking I was going into uh, a room with just, you know, a producer and director. I walked into the into the room. There's probably 30-something people in there. And I just clam- I got so nervous, I clammed up. And I think I forgot every word. So I just
0: I pretty much just walked out and be like, well, I didn't get that.
1: <laughs> Thanks for your time. I'll see myself out.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, you you've Your career has done, a, you know, you've had a lot of TV stuff. You've had a lot of, you know, uh, feature films kind of. Uh, mixed in there. Is there um, kind of a, a, a type of role that you prefer, whether it be TV to movie, whether it be, you know, shooting like with Hallmark 14 days and you're done or a series where you're there for, you know, like with the, uh, the, the, the beach girls thing where it's six months, like what's kind of your preference? Like if I could have a dream job, like this would be it in regards to filming.
2: Man, they they've all been so different. I, I I'll be honest. I have not had many bad negative experiences. You know, I'm definitely not going one of my favorite that comes to mind was, um, it's a show we did called deception. Uh, we shot in New York and having shooting in New York was something like that. I've never really experienced before. Like just having, I don't know. You, you've, you've you feel the weight and the energy of the city when you're shooting there. So that I really, really loved. But, um, one of my first home, my very first hallmark experiences was, uh, was like three Westerns out, you know, back to back to back. And that, that was, that was incredible getting there every day, putting on cowboy hat, riding horses, shooting guns. I mean, that was, that was great too. So, um, I mean, there's nothing like being on a series, you know, something that's long. Um, I actually don't, really love the short, short movie shoots because I love being on a set with other actors and directors and, you know, being in another location. Um, you know, I don't really want to want it to end, to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: so, yeah.
1: well, it, it seems like that, you know, you, you know, normally we look at filmographies and there's a ton of one-offs. Like I was, uh, you know, on this show, this show, and there's a little bit of that, but a lot of these, you get, uh, stints like you get four episodes on Heart of Dixie, five episodes on 90210, 11 yeah. episodes on Deception. Are, were these roles that were meant to last that long, or were you supposed to come on for one or two episodes and they just they kept kept you on, kept you going?
2: Uh, both, both. Uh, Heart of Dixie, it was just an arc. Nine Hundred Two One Zero, I actually that was a really fortunate thing. I actually got a contract extension. Um, on that one, but uh, Deception Happened, which was a series regular in, in, in New York City, and um, not 2 was not, but no, um, they, they've been both. They, they've been both where uh, True Blood kept going a little past um, what they initially said it was. Um, Beach Girls, we actually, that was a limited series, but uh, I heard that we were going to get another season, but because it was a limited series, I believe if I'm correct, Rob Lowe couldn't do it because he said yes to this little show that no one ever heard of called Brothers and Sisters. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that for Rob. Rob, Rob just can't catch poor, a break. That poor, poor Rob. guy. Yeah.
0: He'll make, it, he'll make it one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, he should start a podcast. I wait. He has. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Done that too. Just That's whatever, right. Rob. Just do whatever. <laughs> um, I I I find your filmography fascinating. Because, you know, you start in 05, 06, and until like fourteen fifteen, it's boom, 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 boom. And then yeah. you start doing Hallmark and it slows down. And I'm interested in, is that like, a, you know, these movies allow yeah. me to, to have a family and to have a semi-normal life? Like, is it a, a, a choice thing to where, you know, the past five years it's been, you know, a handful of Hallmark movies. It's been a little bit slower. Like what... What is, do you attribute that to? Uh,
2: what what's that? The the hallmark,
0: the no, hallmark, but also just uh, like you weren't, like you were going so hard for so long in the last few years. It's it's mainly been hallmark, um, and like a kind of less roles. Is that kind of like hallmarks allowed me to to take less and be more? You know, like a normal oh, family. Uh,
2: no, no, no. I mean, well, yeah, I guess it's yes and no. Um, no, hallmarks definitely allowed me to do uh, so many things that I wouldn't be able to, to do, you know, normally. Um, but no, the way, uh, it's, it's been great. No, I've never turned anything down be, you know, because of any Hallmark films or stuff like that. Uh, you know, the industry, uh, changes and you know that your age range changes and stuff like that. We have a few things in the works right now that I'm, I'm crossing my fingers on, but I mean, uh, no, Hallmark's been great, and um, this new avenue that they're they're going right now. I know we have a fall movie in the in the works right now that actually came from my uh, my wife's true story. So um, so no, they, they, we're we're still full steam ahead with all that.
1: Wow, We've got to at least. Add that. We'll, we'll, do you want to get there now, or you want to, you want to wait? We can get we're, we can get there. Who cares? Your, your wife's true story is going to be a yeah. Hallmark movie.
2: She, um, she, uh, she wrote the story. She had a, um, an aunt, her name was Carol and she lived in, uh, in South Alabama and she just had a, a really, I mean, she passed away a couple years ago, but she just had a really nice family story that she thought might make for a good movie. So she wrote a treatment and actually sold it to Hallmark. And so we're going to make that one. This year, and um, the guy writing it was uh, actually nominated for an Academy Award for Klaus, if you've seen that. Christmas. Oh, yeah.
1: Fantastic.
2: Yeah, so he, he, he wrote Klaus, and now he's going to be writing our, our movie for this year.
1: Wow. wow. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So your your first uh, TV movie is Christmas Cookies, um, which is a Hallmark movie, correct?
2: Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the
1: first, though. So. Yeah, well, it was acquired Hallmark, I guess. Um, oh. Yeah. How how did you get, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how did we get to this avenue? How did we get to Hallmark? Like, how did you find out about Hallmark? How did you become kind of their recurring, I mean, you're one of the guys they turn to that are big stars for these movies. The, the, and, and how did that happen in your career?
2: I believe, if I'm correct on the year, I think it was 2009, um, I went into... Uh, Penny's casting office and I was on True Blood at the time and I think I, I auditioned for a movie called was it Ch- no so sorry, it was a Lo- loves come softly they were going back from these Dale Midkiff uh movies and it was a uh, it was a two-picture two-picture deal and I got it and that was it that was the last time I auditioned for them and I've, I've been coming back uh I, I don't think every year, but I think almost every year they just been having me back and having me back. So
1: Wow. So you did a movie for them in oh nine? Holy I, it,
2: it might have been two thousand ten as well. I'm trying to remember.
1: Was it Love Begins? Or yeah. lo- Love's Everlasting Courage.
2: Yeah. yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Wow. That's cool.
1: Had no idea. Man, I snuck in there. So you've been working with Hallmark for tw- over like a dozen years.
0: About a dozen years, yeah. Man.
1: How is it, kind of you, man? That's that's before Bill Abbott. So he like was right there bo- before right Bill when Abbott.
0: Abbott was kind of, you know, and then worked throughout Bill Abbott, and now that that's a that's quite a range. That's quite the range. Like, how, how has it been for you watching the channel evolve? Like, I I, I think of like 2011 to 2014 as this like experimental thing with Hallmark. They're kind of uh, figuring things out. And then in 14, 15, they they get the, you know, formula to use that verbiage. And um, they go from 14 to 18, 19, just like, we, we know what we're doing. We're going to make 40 Christmas movies, blah, 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 Like they just, they became this juggernaut. What, how has it been for you as an actor to kind of see that evolution of Hallmark, especially in this TV space where a lot of cable channels are declining and Hallmark's, you know, growing or staying the same in viewership?
2: Well, at first I will say, you know, because acting is a tough profession as far as just you, there's so much competition. Uh, you know, you go in a audition, you, you sign your name back when you did audition, you sign your name in and you see a hundred people before you and you know, there's going to be 200 after you just to get jobs is, 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 it's difficult. Um, the reason I'm saying that is it's so important uh, to, as an actor to, to find a home, you know, to find some kind of home base, a, a whether that be a TV show, a network, although I've never done a TV show for, uh, or a series for them. I've always felt Hallmark to be a a, a home, and it, you know, it, I didn't know it was going to last as long as it did. I hope it lasts a dozen more years. Um, but that's always been hugely appreciative of me to be able to feel at home with them, to keep going back to uh, to working with them. Um, but it's been really great not only to see um, Hallmark evolve as a network as much as they have, but you know, I've got friends within the network i mean i remember uh randy pope when i first did my first movie with him i think he was a line producer oh wow um, on the movie you know now he's one of the big guys uh, here in la so and just to watch a number of friends their actors directors um just grow and evolve and see where everyone within the company uh it's just been great and also a point to what you said there's so many networks that have been kind of going down, and Hallmark's just—they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and then where I'm—I'm I'm really curious to see this this new this new wave, uh, you know, after after Mr. Abbott has gone, you know, to see where that heads up.
0: <clears throat> I want to talk about Graceland, and I want to talk about it like this first. Graceland was the highest-rated Christmas movie in 18. It's the sixth highest christmas movie homework's ever done. What? Seriously? Was it surprising to you? And it got a sequel. Was it yeah. su- was it surprising to you that that was the one? Like I I from my point of view, I you know, I knew Kelly Pickler existed I didn't know that she had this type of fan. Do you think it was her? or Was it the 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 locale of Grace? What do you attribute it to? I guess is a good question because it, it was a huge movie, biggest movie of eighteen, and it's you know it's it was it was huge, and you got a sequel. Like, what do you attribute the success of that movie to?
2: That's a great question. Uh... Man, I, w- I would like to say it's it's a it's a little bit of, of everything. Just, I think all the filmmakers involved, but you know, it, it had a cool factor to it. Man, it was that Graceland. It's Elvis Presley. It's got <laughs> Kelly Pickler singing Elvis songs, and then you're going to throw in Christmas on top of all that. I mean, it's just it was a really great mesh of uh, just a lot of different things. People worked really hard on that movie to make that happen. Um, I remember where I I was actually living in Connecticut at the time. And I remember a friend of mine who works in the New York office, she called me, she goes, Hey, you, uh, you sing a little and play the piano, right? (laughs) I said, yeah. She goes, okay, I'm gonna call you back. (laughs) So I hung up, she called me back. She goes, all right, Christmas at Graceland with Kelly Pickler. You ready to do it? And I was like, what? (laughs) Uh, I was like Kelly Pickler because I, I didn't, I didn't think uh, I, I'd never seen her in anything, so I didn't know where they were going. Well, I wonder it's, why that is. And, and then, and then, and then you, and then you, you I, I get the email that we're going to be doing all these Elvis songs stuff like that. So I was like, it was just very, very different. So I'm, I'm happy it rated as well as it did.
0: It's the last Hallmark movie, Dan, to get over four million. Wow. It's the last twenty-eight. Everybody
1: wanted to show up to see if it really does snow in Graceland, (laughs) Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. Um,
0: I think they're supposed because of
2: COVID. They were supposed to do another one.
1: They did uh, another. They they did did another Christmas at Graceland with Adrian Grenier and another lead, a different lead. Like it was like a Uh, anthology. uh,
2: They're supposed to. There was supposed to be another one after that.
1: Wow, man!
2: Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Kelly and I were going to have a cameo in it. I don't know if it's still going to happen or not. I'm not sure.
1: What was it? I mean, I have a couple. Had you visited Graceland before the movie?
2: I had. I was driving across country years ago, and we stopped and just peeked over the wall, but we didn't go in.
1: So what was that? Like, what what was it like to kind of... Because you guys got to film in the Graceland Hotel and, do you know, have all of that at your disposal, right?
2: Yeah. uh, I was the 7th person in history to get seven oh and i'll also be the last to get to play his piano wow because after they did that they put it in a museum that's Man, awesome
1: come it on fun.
2: it was it was it was like john stamos kid rock <laughs> <laughs> a random group of the six before uh forget
0: elvis john stamos you lucky doc oh uh, hey, my goodness
2: yeah, but no, I would I I would play, and then they had a a lady there would come and wipe the keys oh down. Wow, so, so yeah. So it was
0: it it
2: was just it was it was it was rock and roll, man.
0: <laughs> did you have to shoot a lot of that movie like in the middle of the night because you know I'm assuming that Graceland was still open.
2: Um, we did do a lot of uh, a lot of late night shoots. Um. Yeah, yeah. To answer your question, yes. Uh, some of it we, we had a we had a we had a built set uh, to like go in his house. It was actually a built set across the street from Graceland. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of night filming on that one.
1: Um, it was.
0: It's so funny looking at this list, Dan, because it's like 14. Candace Cameron. 15. Candace, Candace Cameron, 15, Cameron. 16. 16 Candace, Candace Cameron. 17. 17 Candace, Candace Cameron. 18. 18 West Kelly Brown? Brown. Kelly, Kelly Pickler, Pickler, Pickler. West Brown. <laughs> So speaking of Kelly
1: Pickler, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask this, Wes, we occasionally give her a bit of a hard time on the program here. Um, And to be fair, she's a singer, songwriter. She's not a trained actress, Um, but she did stumble upon a set and deliver lines for a few Hallmark movies. And as someone who you're also a musician like you're the reverse Kelly Pickler right like yeah. you were a musician in college but now you're a professional actor who kind of dabbles in that um, right. what what was kind of was she open to you know critique or or to help or this was really her first time really doing anything like this right so what what that, that's a different Usually, you. I'm sure pr- part of this is you get your script, you get your location, and you get your co-star. Like you get those things. You're like, okay, they've done this yeah. eight, X number of times. So th- this is a different ball game for everyone. Everyone involved. What was that like?
2: Uh, she sh- no, she was completely open to everything. Uh, we Eric Close was a uh, he had directed uh, with he had, he was on without a trace for a while. I think he directed a couple episodes. This this was his first. Uh, TV feature his first you know full length uh, film Um, I mean he did great dealing with everything that he had to to deal with as far as you know being a first-time director but he and her worked great together Um, she was always open for um, not necessarily critique but just trying things different ways yeah she was uh, she was always open for that
1: yeah it's good enough for me (laughs) <laughs> and you got to go back to Graceland. That's right, you got to go which back to Graceland. Great. You get a sequel out of the deal. So that's so congrats, that's a lot of fun. Great. Which uh which uh, Hallmark movie uh, how about this? Let's let's get rid of the 09 10 11 stuff. Since, since um you know, you know in in the modern Hallmark era. So since Christmas cookies, since then, which one is is your favorite or are you personally most proud of?
2: Ooh. Good question. I will have to probably say, probably the Grayson, I don't know, I really had a, I mean, I love the Grayson ones, I, because we got a sequel, because like you said, it was a number one, that had huge weight to it, but I also had an absolute blast on this last one, um, a Nashville Christmas Carol, getting to work with like Kix Brooks, and, yeah. and you know, because that was another really big one i mean we had two locations which was a first for me we shot in uh north carolina and we shot in nashville so that just had a that just had a lot of depth to it you know we had um the magical factor in it you know with um it being based off a dickens story um that was a lot of fun to shoot too man where
0: in north carolina did you shoot charlotte Okay, right up the road. Right up the road. Yeah, hour and a half. We didn't even get an invite. Not even an
1: invite, Wes. That's unbelievable, (laughs) yeah. Uh, you, You can ask this if you want. I... Couldn't believe that Kix Brooks was a ghost in this movie. I couldn't ever see anything other than Kix Brooks, and it was a riot. And I was like, "What is happening right now? Kix Brooks is a ghost, but he's still just Kix Brooks." Let's be honest. But Bran couldn't get enough of it. He thought it was, I loved it. <laughs> like, what's it like? Because I looked, I was like, "How did Kix Brooks get involved in this movie? Like, who said we're going to do this movie?" You, I, you know what? I got it. Kix Brooks. But apparently, the guy that wrote it or directed it, like. Is a partner of his had done another movie with him or something so, beforehand?
2: Who wrote it was his son.
1: Uh, there it is. Okay, that makes a lot and, of sense.
2: And so the, the production company behind this was called Team 2 Entertainment, and Kix Brooks is a part of that.
1: Wow. So I, I, don't, wow.
2: Think, uh, I don't think he's a producer necessarily, uh, but the, the, the two guys that are in Team 2, they had done some other previous stuff with Kix, And Kix wanted to get into the movie business. And he
1: actually (laughs) takes it very seriously.
2: He takes it very seriously. Really? Yeah, he, he really wants to do this yeah and he and he i, I mean i love the guy he's great, he's great. <laughs> oh I man
0: I, I could it seems like i could hang out with him all day i just can't we, we it, got in quite the conversation an argument about which uh, and i'm not going to ask you this question but i want you to know because i think you'll think it's funny which of these ghosts or you know people that are in it country stars got paid the most yes because Kix is on screen a lot but That's like right. What's Kix doing? But so, Kimberly like, Williams
1: Paisley on there for a second who gets one scene. Bigger name. She's Hulk. a huge name in the Hallmark world. Kix Brooks is a country music legend. Not for, let's not forget about Winona Judd. Yeah, we were we had quite the argument <laughs> off screen about what's the pay, like. I know what the call sheet looks like, but what's the pay scale look like? I I just that was we we were arguing about that. Not that you have to comment necessarily.
2: I, I couldn't answer because I honestly don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you. I mean, growing up in Louisiana, like you Brooks, you know who Brooks and Dunn were like, that's a big deal. Like just to get to meet that guy's a big deal. Right. Huge deal. Yes. An enormous
2: deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you, did you ever think of the ramifications of a movie uh, airing in 2020 and having no Christmas future? Like, did you, <laughs> did ever occur to you like, Oh man, that's kind of a downer, isn't it?
2: That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I did not. That's a good
0: one, though. <laughs> Listen, I, you, just, you just call up and you just say, hey, did you
2: just look?
1: Did you read the script and not for a second go, wait a minute, I know there's three ghosts. Like I know there's <laughs> yeah. a past, a present, a future. Where's the third? Like, did you ever ask that question?
2: I, I, I didn't. I just let 2020 happen.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> do you get in the weeds on that kind of stuff, Wes, or are you more of a guy that's like, look, I love this company. I love that they keep sending me scripts and jobs. I'm here to do my job and I'm out the door. Or is this a, I want to get in and, and like, this doesn't make sense. I want to fix it. Which kind of, which kind of guy are you?
2: A hundred percent. I've worked with people like that in the past and it just doesn't go over very well because they, I think, the company knows that I I care. So it's not just the, it's not just the, the script when we start because there's certain things you can change or certain things that you can't. Um, but definitely when we get on set and we start breaking down scenes, that's when things start to, to change because sometimes you'll, you'll read a script and you're like, okay, well, this works. And then you get there on the day and just something feels off or something feels funny. So uh, no, I, I feel like we definitely break it down and try to make it as best as we can.
1: There's some things we can't
2: change though. It's the
1: formula. Yeah. Yeah, You got to, you got to adhere to the formula.
2: Yeah. I, I I know where my, 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 I know how much I can swerve in my own lane. So I just, I try not to overdo it.
1: Are you (laughs) looking, are you constantly looking for ways to creatively swerve? Like, is that important to you to, to like do something different or are you, or, or is that not important to you?
2: it's very important to me I mean anytime we can find a little uh humor make something uh a, a little tighter and just no matter what it is no I'm always looking for stuff to make uh to try to make it as good as we can
0: I love it. Um, I want to ask you this. You mentioned, you know, you're kind of working on a couple things that you're crossing your fingers on and stuff like that. Um, But like, is there any part of you that's interested? Obviously, your wife was interested in writing some sort of story. But do you have any desire to write or to produce or to direct um, kind of in the future? Like, what's your desire? Is it just I love acting. I just want to want to act.
2: No, I, w- I would like to do it all eventually um, in-, in the right capacity. Uh, yes, we have uh, a few uh, pitches that are into Hallmark right now. Um, uh, I've actually got one I, I developed uh, for summer one, and it's with uh, Lucy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett's sister. Uh, so I'm hoping that one happens. I'm, I'm all throw- in on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw my-, my name in the hat to, uh, if it happens, I'm not sure yet, uh, to maybe direct that one. Uh, oh, maybe. Cool. maybe Maybe write it. Their their writers are uh, it, it's it, it, they got their go to writers, and you know my, my I know my wife's trying to get into that space too. So uh, it's a long winded way of saying yes.
0: <laughs> have well, you we, have yeah. you gotten like a, an EP credit at all on any of these movies?
2: Yeah, yeah I've gotten a couple uh, EP credits, and I'll, I'm an executive producer on this next one for this year.
0: Oh, too. great, cool. Yeah,
1: we've we've interviewed several of the writers for Hallmark, and it is a, its own world because their job is twofold. Sometimes they bring you new scripts, but a lot of times they're just Hallmark just acquires all these scripts and then they they hash them out to five people and they re they Hallmark it up basically. Um, so it's a different kind of world. Um, it's it's very different. Um,
2: it's a big process too. It's oh, yeah. a really big.
1: Yeah, because it's a, there's a reason the formula. I mean, you know, as much as I give it a hard time, I mean, like everybody loves a good cheeseburger. For some people, this is their for, their, you know, their formula. This is their comfort food, and and you can't you don't want to deviate from that too too much while making as high quality a, a product as you can. Um, let me ask you this, and I. I just—I've not asked this. I don't think yet to anybody, but you seem to have come across a lot of legends or, or had these opportunities. I mean, why not jug kicks Brooks, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Ian McShane, w- Alan Ball? I mean, it. What? What was the most kind of shell shocked or 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 starstruck you've been meeting an individual uh, as a professional?
2: Oh man. Um. Look, being from Louisiana, Kix is going to be yeah uh, yeah it's going to be up there. I mean, I think if I read this correctly, I think they are the. I mean, they're the number one duo in the history of music, yeah. not country music, yeah. music. I can believe that. So yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty cool. If I, if this is one of those questions where we're going to hang up. and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know what I should have said, but no. Uh, seeing him and his lifestyle we got to ride uh on his bus from charlotte to north carolina we went to his house his farm wow that's awesome see how the guy rolls who was in who is still in the largest duo in the history of music it's it's really inspiring not just because he's you know rich he's got stuff but it's like my goodness it's like this is really it's inspiring what, you know, hard work, uh, in the creative world, uh, c- can do, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I can't imagine it not being kicks Brooks in all honesty. I was wondering if there was another story in there
0: somewhere. Did, did I, you, uh, did you say, Hey, like if you ever need a guitar player for the road, like, <laughs> like you have my number.
2: I, I, I pitched him Brooks and Brown, but you know, there's that, Ron, there's that Ronnie guy.
0: Yeah. Ronnie's okay. I guess. Uh, I get mean, out of uh, here, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, rapid rapid fire? fire, I believe, is what's I next. love it. We're yeah. each going to ask you three questions, and you're going to answer them as quickly and honestly as possible. Uh, more emphasis on the fire, uh, honesty, and less on the rapid, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I have to be honest. Okay, great.
0: Yeah. Dan?
1: The best meal in Baton Rouge? Oh, uh,
2: uh, uh, well, meal or restaurant?
1: Restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could say your parents' house for a meal, that wouldn't be fair. Like a place where you got to go out that I could go to. I can't show up at your parents' house, so yes. that I could get a meal in Baton Rouge. Uh, R- Ruffinos, Ruffinos. Yeah. Okay.
0: Is is
1: is what kind of food is that? It? that Italian?
2: It's it's like it's it's Creole Italian.
1: Oh it's boy!
2: Like Italian food and mix it with Cajun. It's like see so the eggplant parmesan. It's gonna have like crab meat in it and stuff like that. So oh
0: is, boy! It's, so you, mm. to, uh, you um you mentioned that you you toured a lot, you know, playing a lot of you know dive bars and stuff. I'm sure. What's yeah. the the worst venue, the worst concert experience that you ever had to play? Like the sound was bad, sound guy sucked, crowd was awful. It was the worst <laughs> one.
2: Oh wow, there's a lot of those. Um, <laughs> we played a show on the beach in. Uh, Galveston, Texas, and we got our uh, we got our 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 uh, band van stuck in the sand, uh, half, half in the ocean, half out. Uh, <laughs> oh no! It, it was raining, and, it, and that was a miserable experience.
1: <laughs> uh, gosh, <laughs> man, awful. that's tough sledding there. Um, the most memorable movie-going experience of your childhood. Like, what movie that, like, you left the theater and you were just like, wow, that was unbelievable.
2: Uh, what about my childhood?
1: Yeah, I mean, all the way through teenagers. Just, you know, just something that's a seminal moment. Like, for me, it's Independence Day. Like, I was in eighth grade. I remember Independence Day like it was yesterday. The alien's head opened up, the, the whole deal. Like, I remember it, like like, so vividly.
2: Well... I keep going back to because you you asked a question, and you threw in a teenager. But I'll have to answer it. You said honestly, um, it was the screening of Glory Road. Oh and wow! It's not because I was in it; it's because um, my my dad got to see it. Wow! Uh, first time here, and uh, it's a it's kind of a it's an uplifting story, but it's kind of sad. But um, he saw the screening of it, and he actually passed away the next day.
0: Oh my! God. Oh my goodness!
2: So that would be the most memorable because it was, it was not only the last time we got to hang out, but it's kind of like, oh man, I told this, I told him I was going to be an actor, and he finally got to see something on the big screen. Um, so that was pretty. That was pretty cool for me.
1: Man, I got to be honest. That is that is. I mean, I'm sorry so much for your loss. That story. That's a cool story. Like just to get you
2: that. Know, it, to, it, it, it used to be a horrible story for me to tell, and now I actually really love telling it.
0: A, yeah. I mean, it's a great it's like memory.
2: a lot more to the story than that, but that was, that's the basis of it.
0: I mean, wow. all, I, all I got is toy story. So boy, <laughs> beautiful story. Yeah, I man. got nothing. Yeah. Um, I want to know uh, – I want to know uh, – man, I had a question, and, and now I that know, story yeah, just I, really t- – Yeah, I want to hear that whole story yeah. instead of doing what we were doing. No, no, but no. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Um, let's do this. We've all watched things over the past year that maybe we aren't proud of or we <laughs> wouldn't have if we were able to leave our homes. What's that thing for you that you kind of got sucked into?
2: Whew. Um. Well, I'm currently watching right now. I mean, it's not you know billions. Is that, yeah, is that yeah,
1: billions is a good show on I
2: Showtime. Billions, yeah. Uh, what else am I watching, man?
1: You know that West Brown's smarter than us. Yeah. When his guilty pleasure is a show with Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis
0: in it. <laughs> I watched We watched Love Is Blind on Netflix, <laughs> so.
2: Uh, my wife, she watches all of those. Uh, she's like the, the 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 murder podcast meme.
1: Yeah, she watches that.
2: Relax. It's super weird.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that either. Um, Was I I have to ask this question? Your your mom did she watch True Blood when she was on it, and was she appalled?
2: (laughs) I don't know. Now I will say this. I will say this. When we had our daughter, my wife's aunt, she flew out. To stay with us for a little while, just to help, because she had never been out here. And uh, she said, "I'd like to watch something you were in." Oh no! I said, "Okay." So I had the True Blood DVD, and I gave it to her. And I was like, "This is going to be funny." Twenty minutes later, she just comes and she has a DVD and she puts it down and just goes, "I did not like that." <laughs>
0: So and you said that's fair.
1: Fantastic.
2: That's very fair. So how
1: how old is your daughter now?
2: She's eleven. Wow. Oh wow.
1: So she's gonna end up stumbling upon true blood at some point. <laughs> they all do. Saying, I mean I'm just saying they all do.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: well. <laughs>
0: in the vein of true blood, I'll ask this question. If you could erase one title from your IMDB, what would it be?
2: Lockjaw Rise of the Kulev Serpent.
0: I almost asked about it. I almost asked
1: about it, Wes, and I felt like we were just running long. I what just what in the holy hades it's is that? It's a
0: video. What is that? It, it is
2: me and DMX <laughs> running around cane fields in Louisiana chasing evil serpents.
1: No, no. Yes. Why would you want to get rid of that? come on what now I do have one Man, that is 76 I have, minutes I got <laughs> w- one follow-up. why
2: Because of everything I just said
1: no 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 why do why are you running around chasing serpents in the movie
2: oh, um, because they kind of paid me to do that
0: <laughs> I'll I'll read it. In the countryside, the boy Alan and his friend Becky steal a creepy wooden box with a powerful voodoo stick inside uh, from his voodooistic neighbor. When the boy draws with the stick, his drunken father is attacked by a snake and vanishes. Years later, Alan and Becky are married to each other while planting some flowers to celebrate the death of Alan's mother. Uh, Becky finds a box in the garden and she keeps the stick in her pocket. Meanwhile, five friends are traveling in a monster truck, drinking beer. The driver accidentally runs over Becky. Whoa, didn't see it coming. Uh, but believes he hit an animal. When Alan witnesses the hit and run and sees his wife dead, he uses the stick, seeking revenge against the youngsters. That's a great movie. <laughs> so,
2: uh, I, I, as you're reading that, to, to be fair, because I'm thinking about like the memories of stuff. There's nothing I would really erase. That's know, whether,
0: right. Whether
2: well, there was really bad because uh, even the bad experiences, which I, I was being honest, I don't have a lot of them, but even those are like learning experiences, you know, it's like, oh, I worked on this and it wasn't great or it didn't turn out good or the, I, it was just, it's, 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 it's all been a good experience. I wouldn't I wouldn't really erase any of
1: I I mean it's just hard like I, I get it though, because you're 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 sat you know, you come into the bar, you you saddle up to the table and you go, I got Glory Road, I got We Are Marshall, and I got Lockjaw Rise of the Kulev Serpent. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? It man. really is. But I mean DMX, losing <laughs> my mind out here, that is I, I have to watch this movie. It's seventy six <laughs> minutes. I'm here for it, man. <laughs>
2: I don't know if it exists. I don't know where you could watch it.
1: You don't have a copy? You could lend us, West?
2: <laughs> I, I I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh my man. gosh! Did we do it? We did it. We did it, yeah. Wes, Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, it's been so much fun. Um, can people follow you on the internet if they want to keep up with uh, what what you're up to?
2: I got a, I got an Instagram. That's it though. West Brown two two five. The two two five is Baton Rouge's area code. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, keeping it real. Um, <laughs> Calling
1: Baton Rouge—that's what I'm talking about. Uh,
2: Baton Rouge, that's right.
1: <laughs> you got to get Garth Brooks on one of your movies. That's what you got to do. That,
2: I'm, I'm thinking another duo. Yeah, yeah,
1: that would be that would top Kix Brooks right. Nice. If if
0: you met Garth,
1: Whew.
2: But Meeting Garth would be incredible.
0: That would be that, unreal. Yeah he does these uh, Facebook lives on the regular, and if you ever just wanna uh, just smile, just turn him on. Like he's just, he's such a guy. Like he's just all well, over the place. Yeah, he's just he crazy. just rambles. It's great. <laughs> Love Garth. Thanks so well, much, Wes. Oh, go ahead. We went, I remember we
2: <laughs> we went and see he did a uh, he did a two night show in Los Angeles for uh, the firefighters uh, here when we had those big fires and. There was a, the, the concert was so good. It ended and the new one starting like an hour later. So I went and asked the security guard. I said, listen, man, where can I hide? Wow. That I was not in trouble. And he goes, well, you can't do that, but I appreciate your honesty so much. I will tell you where I think there's about five tickets left. So we went to where he said there was in fact like five tickets left, bought two more tickets and we watched the show again. It was a completely different show an hour later.
1: Whoa. My goodness. Oh my goodness. That's a great story. Oh and that's I, think,
2: that's. I think he played like one or two of the same songs, but it was a completely different show. It was a, it a. He amazing. played
0: a whole new set, two hour set. Darth doesn't different. strike me as someone who would want to play the same song
1: twice. Like, he just. No. I've always said he's the country music Billy Joel. Like, Billy Joel does that thing in Madison Square Garden where he'll just take requests. He'll take requests until people want to leave. Like, literally, he'll do it for hours on end. And Garth just, he and his band are ready for every song. It doesn't matter. It's crazy.
2: It was incredible. He, he's he, he is a true artist.
1: Man,
0: I love it. Wes, this has been so fun. We'll have you back on for sure. We'll do a Garth Brooks podcast. We'll do a Garth Wes Brooks with joining us. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we always end each episode by being the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas.
1: Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live, and yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray, set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. For more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free, you can go to Bramblejamplus.com.